This man will be our hero, for fate will make him indestructible. His name, Captain Scarlet. This is the voice of Big Finish. You're listening to the Big Finish Podcast. We know you can hear us. Podcast launch date, Monday, the 17th of April, 2017. Captain Scarlet! Hello, Captain Benji Blue Clifford here, cloud-based sound designer and composer. Allow me to introduce my co-host, executive producer of Big Finish Productions. He is now indestructible. Yes, it's Captain Nicholas Scarlet Briggs. And remember, I'm not really indestructible, so don't try this at home. Captain Scarlet. But what you can try at home is Big Finish. Smart, smart. (laughs) Uh, Because we are the proud purveyors of the finest audio drama and audio books. Doctor Who, Torchwood, Blake Seven, Survivors, The Avengers, The Omega Factor, Dorian Gray, Countermeasures, Dark Shadows, Dracula, Frankenstein, The Prisoner, Bernie Summerfield, so much... But most pertinent of all, for this podcast, Captain Scarlet. Captain Scarlet! Yes, that's right. And as you may have heard, this September, Big Finish will be celebrating the 50th anniversary of Jerry Anderson's much-loved Super Marionation series, Captain Scarlet and... The Mr. Ons. And thanks to our friends at ITV Global Entertainment, we'll be releasing a gigantic box set of Captain Scarlet mini-albums released in the 1960s with the original voice actors, plus three enhanced audiobooks of The Spectrum Files, the original 1967 tie-in novels. The actors in those productions will feature in our guest star slot coming up soon in the podcast. Oh, it's going to be scrumptious, but we're getting ahead of ourselves. For those of you who don't know, here's how a big finished podcast works. It's very complex, you see. We have to describe it every time. I can't understand it. Explain it. Explain it to me, please. Uh, Which I will do. So, in a moment, we have the big finished news. That'll be followed by listeners' emails. And then it'll be the guest star slot, which we mentioned earlier. Following that, we'll dip into the Randomoid Selectatron in which we find a random release from the Big Finish archives. Then, Nick will give us a breathless roundup of all the latest Big Finish releases. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I'm Dill the Dog, I'm a dog called Dill. That's a little reference to the herb garden. I don't know whether you'll understand that, but anyway. Uh, and uh, to round it all off, we'll be giving you the first 15 minutes or so of the second series of The Omega Factor. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's our follow-up to the Supernatural Investigation series, first broadcast in 1979, I think it was, uh, starring Louise Jameson and John Dorney. Uh, although John Dorney wasn't in the 1979 version, obviously, he would have only been a baby. Uh, we gave you a glimpse behind the scenes of it last time so we thought it only fair to give you a sample of just how blooming exciting it actually is that's later but now benji i think it's time for the ruddy news nick cue the special captain scarlet themed music 
This is the Big Finish News. I don't have my jaw harp. No. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Yes, Quick. Yes, I do. I think we should put that in the new Captain Skyman. That's 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 brilliant. it, isn't it? Really, that'd be brilliant. Yeah. So yes, as we've already mentioned, Big Finish will be celebrating the 50th anniversary of Captain Scarlet and the Mistrons. Here's the trailer for the gorgeous seven-disc collectible set featuring restored audio versions of episodes and original records. Coming soon from Big Finish Production. Something has happened to Captain Scarlet. Destiny Angel, come in for attack. SIG. Captain Scarlet. Captain Scarlet is virtually indestructible. It's either gonna be you or me. You're Captain Black. Get one fact very firmly fixed in your mind. We are not fighting against men. We're fighting against Mysterons. It will be useless for you to resist. Captain Scarlet! It's up to you, Captain Scarlet. You'll never get away with it. Prepare to die. Indestructible Captain Scarlet! Think of it as a mystery to a... <laughs> a Mr. And as we also, also, also have already mentioned, uh, we're releasing three four-hour-long Captain Scarlet The Spectrum Files stories. These were originally released as TV tie-in novels in the late 1960s, but have now been adapted and recorded as enhanced audiobooks. That's with lots of sound effects and music and stuff. And are being performed by Liz Morgan, who played Destiny Angel in Captain Scarlet and the Mistrons, and Wayne Forrester, who was Captain Scarlet in Jerry Anderson's new Captain Scarlet. Uh, Liz also played uh, Destiny, Rhapsody and Symphony Angels in the original Captain Scarlet. Um as well as Harmony in later episodes, not to be confused with the hairspray. Uh, she takes on the character of Melody Angel, originally played by Sylvia Anderson, as well as the role of narrator for the Spectrum File audiobooks. Uh, Wayne Forrester began working with Jerry Anderson during the Thunderbirds FAB stage show in the early 1990s, which I saw. I remember seeing mm. that in London. It was incredible. They used to wear spaceships on their, well, not spaceships, Thunderbirds on their heads <laughs> as hats. It was fantastic. At the end of the show i remember you know suddenly the show was over and suddenly you heard anything can happen in the next half hour oh, and they wow. came running on with as stingray and a terror fish you know with the, oh. and the guy playing the terror fish had this look on his face like oh stingray's gonna get me any minute now <laughs> and i think they even had so, like a missile following him and blowing him up oh on that's stage. awesome Anyway, um, uh, Wayne was later cast in Space Precinct, another Jerry Anderson production, and then he got the title role in Jerry Anderson's new Captain Scarlet, the 2005 CGI remake of the classic series, which was served abominably by the schedulers on ITV back in the day. They used to just put bits of it during some Saturday morning, brilliant Saturday morning kids programme, the name of which escapes me, but it was very funny. But they used to go, oh, here's a bit of Captain Scarlet now, yeah, what's he up to? Ha ha ha! You know, and then they would sort of butcher the episode and I know when I 
last spoke to Jerry Anderson um, some years ago now when I interviewed him for a Scottish newspaper. I'm not being, uh, you know, I'm not trying to disguise the name. I just can't remember it. <laughs> <laughs> but um, he, he was still cross about it even then. Anyway, uh, Wayne takes on all the male characters for the three stories. The stories have been adapted and directed by Jerry Anderson's younger son, Jamie Anderson, a regular writer and director for Big Finish's Doctor Who main range, as well as Terror Hawks. He's also a thoroughly nice guy. Isn't he just? He's, he's a cool dude. That's the thing. He is a, a dude. So, with the studio sessions now complete, Jamie confirms that these stories are now with the sound designers who will be adding detailed and carefully researched Captain Scarlet and the Mistron soundscapes with retro sound effects and incidental music which will evoke the feel of the classic series. Yeah, you're doing that incidental music, yeah, aren't yeah, you? Yeah, I am. I'm so excited. Can't wait for that. Love, As all of you should know by now, I love anything uh, old and retro. And so the chance to uh, retro it up with a bit of Captain Scarlet, you, you, you know that I, I would have said yes before the sentence was even finished. <laughs> so very excited for that. And I could like to also mention that's obviously why Benji likes me, because I'm old and retro. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. Nick's, Nick's, the first thing we, we talked about as soon as we, to start this podcast, Nick said, got some great recommendations for you today. You've got to check these out. So it's it's that's why the banter is always flowing, isn't it, Nick? Oh, definitely. Retro yes. banter. Retro banter. Retro banter. It was spe- in case you're interested, folks. It was special branch. I was recommending to him. Need I say more? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. I'm gonna check. I'm gonna check it out, and I will get back to all of you. I, that, that is a promise. So, yes, from Monday the 17th of April, Captain Scarlet and the Mistrons, the Spectrum Files 1 to 3, will be available for pre-order on download or CD each, uh, or in a special bargain bundle collecting them all together, all for very, very attractive prices. So it's check them out. Attractive. Uh, very attractive prices, yes. And you can check them out at bigfinish.com. And as we mentioned, Liz Morgan and Wayne Forrester will be chatting with Jamie Anderson in our guest star interview slot coming up. Torchwood, The Doll's House, is released on Tuesday the 18th of April. And here's the wacky trailer. It's actually called The Doll House. There's no S. Is there no S? Torchwood, The Doll House. Oh gosh, hi there. Is this the right place for the audition? I'm, I'm, I'm here to read for the role of female victim. Coming soon from Big Finish Productions, Torchwood, The Doll House. Once upon a time, there were three very different little girls who came to the attention of the British Empire. Marlowe's sweet. Well, you're not listening. I have proof. There are wormholes right here in Connecticut and aliens already living among us. Charlie DeBeger. One more move and they'll be shampooing your brain out of this carpet for weeks. And Gabriella Martinez. This ain't like no engine I ever seen before. And those three little girls grew up to become three remarkable ladies. Now, they work for me. A secluded mansion in LA is the last outpost of the British Empire and the first line of defense against extraterrestrial threat on the west coast of the United States. Torchwood. Marlowe! Six o'clock! Hostile target! 
don't know how lucky you are. A new life out among the stars. Isn't that what everyone comes to Hollywood for? Easy as pie. Planes are all pretty much the same. This ain't a plane, Gabby. It's an alien spaceship. Oh, mama. This is why I joined Torchwood. Buckle up, baby. Big Finish. We love stories. Fans of Charlie's Angels may recognize a certain uh, style there. Just... Uh, Possibly. Anyway, uh, it's set in the 1970s and Torchwood are about to discover Hollywood's darkest secret. Scary. And featuring a brand new Torchwood team. Don't miss it! And that's all we have time for this week. I mean, that is some awesome news. I mean, if you came downstairs on Christmas Day and saw each of those releases under your tree, you'd think... Father Christmas has incredible taste. Would you not? You'd think he's definitely loves stories. So, <laughs> can imagine that? Oh, 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 we love stories, Benji. Well, you there know, you are, Benji. It's my blessing on Father Brian. Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's true, though, is it not? When you not not that no, no, not that not, not Brian Blessed is Father Brian Blessed. Yeah, that's true. Brian Blessed is Father Christmas. He is. It's all he, he keeps it very quiet, but he is. But obviously, you know, he Father Christmas. He keeps a lot quiet, doesn't he? He's, <laughs> he's a very quiet man. He's very quiet. I mean, you know, he fits. He fits in perfectly in a library, doesn't he? <laughs> he does these days because talking in the library is allowed now. Anyway, I'm not going to go on about that. What again, a moan! I, I love it. <laughs> but you know, Father Christmas has to go on lots of long journeys. It takes him a long time to get around the world. So obviously, you know, needs a, needs a bit of a moment to to listen to some stuff. He, he probably picks his releases and then he's off. So that, there's a thought for you. But yes, the news is over. It's gone. It's finished. And if it's anything like my journey back from Germany yesterday, it'll probably be spending most of its time stuck on a French motorway, waiting to get a ferry, and barely oh, moving. So, sacre uh, bleu. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, that's, my, that's the German coming out of me there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Sacre, sacre bleu. Um, <laughs> the Germans don't say sacre Tom Baker keeps asking me to get sacre bleu into one of the oh. Doctor Who scripts. He said, can the Doctor say sacre bleu at some sacre point? Bleu. Blah. I'm hoping he's forgotten. <laughs> Sacre bleu. Oh, one day. But yes, so, anyway. So the news is gone. So yeah, bye news. Bye. Bye. Time now for listeners' emails. I don't just love emails. I adore them. I adore them. Sacre bleu. <laughs> and to join in, all you have to do is email us at podcast at bigfinish.com. That's podcast, that's P-O-D-C-A-A-S-T, at B-I-G finish dot C-O-M. So keep them coming. Now, we're ready for some we're getting ready for some great emails from you. So here is one from David Tremont, who at a glance it looks almost like it says David Tennant in a funny uh, accent. Yeah, uh, yeah. David I know David Tremont, by the way. Do you? Yeah, yeah, he's uh, he, he lives in New Zealand and uh, he works for Weta, you know, the I know people. Weta, yes. Yeah, and I I met him when I was over there doing a convention and um, We'd communicated before. Anyway, on with the email. Sorry. So he says, Nick, have been listening to the podcast. That's two words. Dot, dot, dot. As I do. Dot, dot, dot. They make more sense when I listen on mute. 
<laughs> Big Finish podcast makes more sense on mute. Many thanks, Dave. <laughs> now, may I say, that's a typical email from David. Very kind. He's, yes, he's very, very funny man. Hello, David. Uh, I can say anything to you that I like, obviously, because you're listening on mute. <laughs> he is such a talented man. Uh, he's, uh, you know, an artist, an illustrator, uh, just a model maker. Brilliant models. Wow. Um, he also worked on the Thunderbirds 1965 thing, you know, and made he? loads of stuff for them. And he was sort of there in the studio solving problems at a moment's notice. They go, oh, no, hold on, we need a spaceship. And David like, OK, quickly. Uh-huh. Are, spaceship, you know, amazing, amazing. What a dude. Hello, David. I hope it's not on mute. <laughs> uh, here's a query from Richard Miller. Dear Nick and Benji, thank you for an entertaining and informative podcast each week. Sometimes I wonder if I listen to the podcast more than your fine audio (laughs) dramas. I'm on the road a lot, so I do get to keep up on my main range subscriptions and extras. Which brings me to my question. Yes, here is the question. The question that we want to pose. Uh, When the monthly release is, well, released, it comes with standard length extras. Later, usually within the month, the extended extras are released. They reuse and expand upon the standard length. I don't mind hearing them again, as it often accompanies a re-listening to the whole release. I very much enjoy the the behind-the-scenes glimpse, too. I've been introduced to actors and authors' other works based on their stories and recommendations. Or I remember why their voice sounds familiar when I don't immediately recognise the name. Either way... It makes me feel more immersed in the action, which is my main reason to purchase and listen to begin with. So, the question is, why the lag? Buck up! I couldn't resist, he says. Uh, Is there a specific reason why the extended extras take longer to be released? Behind-the-scenes glimpses glimpses want to know. Uh, Keep up the good work and keep sharing the fun. Regards, Richard Miller. We will do our best to keep up the good work and sharing the fun. It's an interesting point you raise there, Richard. Yeah. I'm, first of all, I'd like to say I'm really glad you like the uh, CD extras behind the scenes stuff because that's something that there have been times uh, where I've had to fight to keep those because there have been several moves within Big Finish to get rid of them because people go, oh, they're all the same. People go on about the lunch and how wonderful everything is. But as I've said before, and I just want to say it again, they are they're little historical documents. They're snapshots of moments in time when people were there doing stuff. And, you know, within a year, they become more interesting because it's, a, it's an interesting look back at what was going on. And you don't know. You don't know what... Th- stuff they're saying that is unique in that moment that's all i'm saying anyway the fact is yes we do after a month we release for download for subscribers uh extended versions with extra interviews because quite often there's a lot more interview material than can fit in the 10 minutes 15 minutes or so at the end of the cd um and they are released later because it's um it's difficult to get them finished in time and Jamie Griffiths, who mostly does them for the main range, although Martin Montague does a load for other ranges, um, you know, uh, editing it for the release, uh, they have that on a schedule and they sort that out. But getting the longer version, it takes them longer. And of course, they have other releases to do as well. So really, we can't release it straight away because of the, the workload 
So there you have it. But also I think it's quite nice to give a bit of anticipation and give another boost to the production by saying, oh, look, this is available as well. We used to do little podcast versions of the extras to attract people. We ought to do that more, maybe. Mm, Yeah, could be a a thing for the future. I like extras. Extras are cool because... That, like you said it's that little snapshot and it's just finding out a bit more you feel you connect I always think it feels like you connect more with the actors in a, in a sort of magical special little way Here's a, there's an email here Benji if you'd read out from the, the Netherlands yes do you know what I drove through uh, the Netherlands yesterday so uh, it feels it feels somewhat more comfortable now you see because I, I you know <laughs> was only there yesterday you see so yes dearest briggs and benji this one is from tim arts earlier today a colleague of mine donated some of his old sci-fi magazines to me and flicking through its pages i stumbled across an article about colm meany known for his role as chief o'brien on star trek deep space nine that's right the article was rather puntastically titled Life of O'Brien, like it. Oh god, Python reference, good. And uh, it instantly caught my attention. I flicked back to the credits, scanned through the names, hoping to confirm a hunch, and sure enough, Paul Sprague, legend, legend. I recall our dearly departed Paul Sprague, giddily reminiscing about his time at Stardust and trying to sneak in as many punny titles as humanly possible. Uh, Bruce Willis Armageddon X-Files Babylon 5 all this 90s sci-fi goodness right here in my lap and it's the name of an it's, and it's the name of an obscure contributing writer that excites me the most and you know what gents I wouldn't have it any other way a toast to the immortal Paul Sprague yo ho ho and a bottle of backup the editor incidentally is a chap called david richardson i wonder what became of him Hmm, (laughs) yes i wonder as well you're welcome tim arts the netherlands for which i profusely apologize don't apologize it's nice the only thing you can apologize about is uh, often having service stations which cost a euro to use the lavatories because because that that really is 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 quite a conundrum (laughs) Yeah, they do that in Germany, though, don't they? It's a euro. Yeah, it's, it's a, a wee in Germany. And, and I don't mind it, you see. I don't mind it if the toilets are, are lovely and then you go and you think, oh, this is nice. But when you go in and they, they literally look like like sort of the armpit of, I don't know, some space doom. monster. Yeah, the armpit of doom. Uh, then, <laughs> then you sort of think, well, where's this euro going? Because it, it's not going on, on, on toilet cleaning. It's going straight down the toilet. That's where the euro's going. <laughs> literally down the toilet. But yes, Tim... Thanks for sending that in. That's lovely. Yeah, lovely. Tim spells his name with two A's in arts. I don't know whether it's Tim Arts. Tim Arts. Uh, or Arts. I don't know. Ertz. So apologies. I don't know whether we've got that right, Tim. But uh, it's an interesting. You do actually say Stardust, and the magazine was called Starburst. Of course. But, it's, yeah. Uh, I was yeah. Concerned. When I read that out, I was thinking, I'm sure it's Starburst. Yeah, but then I was yeah, thinking, yeah, yeah, perhaps, that's, perhaps that's the sweet. Yes. <laughs> I remember where it was when I used to work on Starburst, and uh, back in those days, I'm not groaning about the current Starburst. Lovely people. Um, and, Great guys. Uh, we got very uh, when they changed because uh, Starburst, the sweet, used to be called Opal Fruits. 
Uh, made to make your mouth water <laughs> fresh with the tang of citrus four refreshing fruit flavors you see that's they they compose songs for adverts in those days and we all remember, remember them. them it's very sad yeah um and so we thought oh so should we ch-? they changed the name from opal fruits to starburst so we thought should we change our name the magazine name to opal fruits <laughs> <laughs> Opal fruits for all the latest science fiction news. You should have no, done it. That would have been great. That's, that's not going to work, is it? It's funny talking they should about have trademarks. The name Starburst, and then they could have stopped them from changing the uh, the sweet name. It's funny. It's, it's you talking about singing things and and sort of jingles and things. I had mm. a funny moment uh, last week where um, we were playing this gig in the evening. It was actually the gig that you know the gig when we were on the podcast. Oh yes. Um, it was it was the gig that I was going to that night, and this woman uh, brought her own cajon along. And if it's you don't know what a cajon is, uh-huh. it's it's basically it's a really fun. It's like a wooden box. It's a little wooden box with some springs inside it. And if you hit the top part of the box, uh, it sounds like a snare drum because it's got the nice sort of tight. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And if you hit the bottom part of the box, it's like a bass drum because it gets the roomy sound. So, wow. so what you can do is you can play almost like a little. You you see it a lot when people are busking, and it's also good because if if you're uh, doing a gig, uh, you've always got a chair. Um, but anyway, so I was there playing the cajon whilst uh, my my friends are playing uh, on the guitars, and this woman walks in with her own cajon and oh. decides to play along uh, having no musical timing at all resulting in everybody <laughs> getting in this absolutely immense mood and um, she she decided she took it she was she was quite balmy and she took a shine to me um, and well, she, she'd have to be then, obviously. Oh, of course she would. I mean, <laughs> but she kept coming oh. over to me and saying, "Oh, please, please, teach me drums. Oh, give me your number." Because she obviously doesn't know. Yes. Oh, she doesn't. She kept asking for my number, and I was really quite scared by this point because she was quite frightening. And uh, I, was, I was sitting there going, I'm, I'm, "I'm leaving the country. It's pointless having my phone number." Uh, and 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 then she said, oh, "Please, please," and sort of put me on the spot. And the only thing that came to my mind as a phone number was the telephone number. Um, that they used to read out on CBB, uh, CITV. So in my head, I'd, all I could think of was 09011501010. And that was all that went through my head. And so she said, give me your number. So I was like, oh, uh, 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 09011501010. Uh, Bye. <laughs> and of course, that number wouldn't work now. Would it? No, it was a completely old, dead then. number. But um, I just got, I just, you know, when you have those moments where you look, you yeah. look at the workings of your your subconscious, and you think, why, why did I do that? What would that? have really made this story is if you'd actually sung it to her as well. <laughs> yeah, I get this all the time. Well, my my friend James said, what what would you do if she phoned it up and won a Game Boy Color? <laughs> <laughs> Congratulate her. That's that's what we would do. I think. Yeah. Oh dear. Goodness me. And when a cajon, did you say it's called? Yeah, cajon. cajon. It's, it's a brilliant... So I kept thinking, it's nothing to do with cajones, is it? No. No. no obviously not. So anyway, uh, we really um, have actually been spoiled for choice with your emails. There's such a high quality of correspondence. Yes, I'm very pleased oh, yeah. with the correspondence. I would oh, mention, actually, just uh, talking of Field, Field Marshal Montgomery there, who I know you'll all be delighted has finally appeared in the podcast <laughs> this week. Um 
I was listening to one of the old uh, Captain Scarlet and the Mistrons albums, <laughs> yeah, mini albums, and they needed to do the voice of a military character asking <laughs> Colonel White a question. And clearly, the voice oh, yeah. artist oh, yeah. is just done. He's just done Monty, hasn't he? Oh, goes, it's so... Now, can you tell me, Colonel White? I thought, oh, having a laugh, are we? <laughs> Hilarious, mind you. You get that in a lot of kids' TV programs, where you know, I think the new version of the Wooden Tops or, or Bill and Ben. That's right, Bill and Ben. That's not the Wooden Tops. Bill and Ben um, and and some of the additional voices are the voice artists doing all sorts of oh, of um, course but when you think people, of a military people man people that the kids wouldn't recognise it's you know anyway. but when you think of a, a military man you know you, you think well, of you think of oh yeah oh boy yes, 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 you know stand out attention old chap but I mean it was just yes it was him yes. <laughs> anyway um, so I've got just got time for this one last email from uh, David Sp- Spoforth or Spoforth, S-P-O-F-F-O-R-T-H. That's a fantastic name. Dear Nick and Bengi, no, Benji, sorry. Benji with a Y. Uh, I was listening yesterday to the old Big Finish release, Exatron. Mm -hmm. That was one of the earliest ones under my executive producership. And Nick, in the CD extras, I remember this so well, you had a long monologue into your little box while travelling to the studio, delivering little snippets of fascinating history about Baker Street Tube Station while people around you looked at you oddly. I suppose you had to fill up the CDs <laughs> in some way after you strictly limited episode lengths to 25 minutes. That's true, I did. That was one of my opening policies because the episode lengths had got a little bit crazy, you know. So I cut. So yeah, we used to have a lot of room at the end of the CD, and so yes, I did. I talked all, virtually all the way from home to the uh, the studio, with some editing. Anyway, I was just thinking, why don't you both take the podcast outdoors? <laughs> oh, I'll just open the door to my shed. <laughs> oh, just ah, oh. that's. Okay. I don't know whether it sounds any different. I that's can what hear the, I can hear sounds the, like. I can hear the birds. Yeah, there's no few seagulls in the back. It's a market day here today, but mind you, three o'clock, they've usually packed up by now, so otherwise we would have sounded like we, because we live on the high street, so we would have sounded rather like, um... Piccadilly Circus! <laughs> anyway, I'm Fresh fish, door, fresh actually, fish! <laughs> it's not, it's, it's quite cold. Hold on. Oh, hold on. Anyway, um, yes, record it while walking down the street. Imagine the fun of people's reactions when you shout, Buck up! Or even better, stop, don't move. Yes, imagine the fun of being arrested for being disruptive. <laughs> yeah, yeah, brilliant. Cheers, David Spoforth. London. Thank you, David. Yeah, thank you. And thank you all for your emails, actually. It's always always one of my favourite bits. I mean, I love all the podcasts, but certainly uh, I love hearing from you guys out there because it's 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 our little chance to have a bit of a chat, you see. Uh, so, yes, that's the end of the emails. Uh, I'm actually going to email the emails about the emails <laughs> next week's, uh, about next week's emails. So if the email gets an email, then I might get an email back from the emails. But, but for now, I mean, yeah, you know. Uh, that'll go in my book about emails, um, <laughs> which I'm still yet to write. Uh, oh, very interesting. Oh, yes, yes. Well, Brian Blessed will like reading that when he's in the library. You know. Yes, I will! <laughs> Enter! Uh, that way leads to boredom. That way leads to... Take him to the Daleks. Take him to the Daleks. I can't remember who it was. Was it us last week talking about how Wester never speaks? 
No, he does speak, but you but we, he, we, we couldn't but remember anything we he We couldn't said. remember anything he's yeah, because he does yeah. oh, that's what I thought because he speaks a lot, that was it. I thought I dreamt it for some reason. I thought I just dreamt that conversation. Well the whole thing was like a nightmare, the last podcast recording it. Yeah, it was it was like some sort of hideous parallel universe of a parallel universe. Yes, yes, that is the emails over <laughs> with. Yes. I will and go man would agree to this. <laughs> anyway, uh <laughs> That way leads. He said something like, "That way leads to the Daleks," or something. He says something. Not Bilal. Wester says something very similar. But yes. Anyway, I'm I'm talking too much now. Nick, move <laughs> on. Time now for our guest star interview with Captain Scarlet Angel Liz Morgan and Captain Scarlet himself, Wayne Forrester. Mm. Hi, I'm Wayne Forrester. Hi, I'm Liz Morgan. And we're playing all the characters in these Captain Scarlet stories. Except I'm doing the ladies and he's doing the men. I, oh, well, are we? What a shame. Oh, yes, I know. Well, I know. I'm <laughs> a bit disappointed about that, oh. but can't have everything. <laughs> Liz, what is tingling your molecules about Big Finish right now? Well, to be doing Captain Scarlet again. You see, when we finished all those years ago, I hate to say it's 50 years ago, <laughs> I was a wisp, of course. Um, at the time, but um, I, I, I cannot believe that we're doing it again, and it's been such a joy to be plunged into the middle of this this wonderful fantasy, which is not so far from reality in many aspects. In many aspects, it was almost a prophetic uh, series, really, in terms of the the technology and the space and everything else, because we never thought it would actually. We we never thought things would happen, and yet it is. It is. It's brilliant. Now I'm loving every minute of my molecules are tingling like crazy. And Wayne Forrester, what's tingling your molecules about Big Finish in general? Well, you can probably hear my molecules tingling now because I'm <laughs> very very excited about Captain Scarlet, uh, and the fact that Big Finish are keeping alive uh, Jerry Anderson's amazing productions, Scarlet, and also Terrorhawks, which is also a Big Finish production. Um, may I say I did I did a Doctor Who uh, episode a little while ago as well called the Peterloo Massacre so that's a good one to to listen out for as well what's happening to the TARDIS the navigational systems are malfunctioning due to travelling backwards through decades of carboniferous emissions yes it appears your girl doesn't much care for the industrial revolution so you're saying we got lost in the fog Places before, but this is terrible. It's 1819, Doctor. Great challenges lie ahead. It'll be like nothing this city has ever seen before. 1819, 1819. Come on, Doctor, think. Why does that year fill you with dread? Someone's got to stand up and tell the truth. Oh, my friends into the midst of a disaster. What are you talking about? It's August about, the 15th, 1819. We're in Manchester. So we're on the eve of the darkest day in this city's history. <laughs> Terribly sorry, but I forgot to mention, thank you, Big Finish. <laughs> Liz, I'm sure you'll get a bonus just for that. Uh, <laughs> and uh, and very quickly, more widely in entertainment, what's tingling your molecules? Mm. Are there any exciting books you're reading, things you're watching on the TV, films you've seen, anything you'd like to recommend to Big Finish podcast listeners? Oh. Liz is thinking, wait. Yes, uh, Toast of London is very big for me. Also, I'm a huge fan of 
Lin-Manuel Miranda, who you will get to know by the end of next year because he wrote the musical Hamilton and he's just written uh, the music for Moana, which is a Disney musical film. Fantastic. Watch that space. Mm. Brilliant, Wayne. Thank you. And Liz? Well, I'm, I'm, I'm into books, uh, not detective stories, and probably, possibly things that um, a lot of young people don't, don't read. But I adore the work of Robert Harris. I think the work that he's done, his, his novels about, uh, about ancient Rome and ancient Greece, they are novels. They're historical novels, but they are riveting. And he's just written one called Enclave. Um, I'm I'm not religious, but I read it. It's about the about the Pope and and the the, 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 the disturbances around electing a new Pope. Riveting. Anyway, Robert Harris is my man. Right. Fantastic top tips from Captain Scarlet and Destiny Angel. Thank you, Wayne and Liz. S I G. S I G. S I G. Captain Scarlet. Thanks to Liz and Wayne and Jamie Anderson, of course. What a polite fellow. Absolute bunch of wonderful human beings. But now, we're not talking about human beings. We're talking about an enigma, a machine so powerful that it can turn the the wheels of time and space in ways that nobody could possibly do. (gasps) I'm not talking about the TARDIS. I'm, in fact, talking about the Randomoid Selector Tron. The only machine that the Doctor cannot build, because it is too intricate. So, let's see what Ranners has got uh, has got to offer this week. And in fact, before we see what Ranners have got to offer this yeah. week, in fact, Ranners has, uh, has got a new animated uh, GIF, or GIF as I call them. Um, GIF <laughs> even is, though you said GIF. Even though I said it, because I was, I, was pl- I was planning on saying something else, but GIF, I'm not talking about GIF microliquid. Um, it's actually wow! Got, this is exciting. It's got sounds this week. It says stop. Oh. Says stop. Don't move. And then as a caption saying stop. Don't kazoo <laughs> with, a, with a with a picture of a flying kazoo. <laughs> we did. We were talking about uh, you going through um, customs to Germany with musical instruments. Oh yeah, of course. And we did that. Stop. Don't kazoo. Stop. Don't kazoo. Well, Bilal doesn't like... Well, no, the Doctor doesn't like kazoo. I can imagine Bilal having one. Tuck, I don't know where he'd tuck it. But I was, Do you know, when I bought a kazoo, kazoo for the first time, I can't tell you, I was beside myself with joy. It's so much fun. So yeah. much fun. <laughs> and you always do that. There's always that... You have to do that... Be that guy that goes, Yeah, do you recognise this theme tune? <laughs> The question is, did you actually uh, right. recognise that theme tune? I did. It was Blake Seven. Well done, well um, done. How about that scene? Uh, well, uh, you, you've got it for the next podcast. Your mission is to buy a kazoo. Okay, challenge accepted. Happily, yeah. happily. I've got a music shop just down the road. I bet they've got a kazoo. Oh, I might get one as well. So we, we can, you know, we can form the Big Finish Kazoo Band, <laughs> consisting of kazoo, jaw harp, and cajon. <laughs> <laughs> What um, has the Randomoid Selectron come up with? Have you done a selection of a random big I finish have. release it's, it's from the It's plucked up one very close to my heart, actually. It's, it's plucked up Survivors Series 4. I, I don't, um, have we done that one? I don't think we have. No, I don't think... I don't think we, is it the last one that was out? No, it was the one before that. 
So the last one that was out was Series 5. This is the one uh, with uh, Ramon Tikram as, oh, yeah, as yeah. Theo. Oh, yeah, that's brilliant. So this is a fun one because both myself and Nick uh, worked on this one as, as Sound and Music. Not That's the name of our new band, Sound and Music. Um, <laughs> Kazoo and the Music. Kazoo and Music. So, yeah, Survivors Series 4, which has got... I mean, it got incredible reviews. It has. It's a superb got... piece of drama... Uh, tightly written with immersive sound design and top-notch acting so dark so incredibly moving it stands out above anything else uh, endlessly inventive fascinating and thoroughly addictive uh, oh yeah oh I said look uh, uh, so the world may have ended but the choice between right and wrong is more vital and harder to make than ever before that may make the characters lives hell but it makes this a hell of a bot set oh, nice, yeah. intelligent literate and superbly scripted and performed this is post-apocalyptic drama I wish I could say it of the highest possible caliber I think it's How important as well to, remit, to, to, to say the numbers Five out of five cult box, ten out of ten planet Mondas, uh, yeah. nine out of ten sci-fi bulletin, and nine out of ten for Starburst. Not to be confused with Opal Fruits, the other uh, sci-fi themed magazine. Made to make your mouth water. <laughs> Fresh with the tang of the citrus. Oh, shut up! <laughs> <laughs> Buck up! I really enjoyed working on this. Um, yeah, the whole thing. Uh, Ramon Tikram in it is is brilliant, actually. Because you never quite know which way his character's going to go. Great people in it. Obviously, Ian McCulloch playing Greg and Lucy Fleming as Jenny. Um, does Carolyn Seymour turn up in this one? I don't think she does. This is this is one without Carolyn Seymour. Yeah. So this is this is uh, mainly focusing on uh, Greg, Jenny, uh, Jackie, uh, and played by Louise Jameson. Played by yeah. Louise Jameson and Molly, played by uh, Fiona Sheehan. Yeah, and as well, the this is, I believe, the uh, introduction of um, Zoe Tapper's uh, uh, Evelyn Piper. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So a lot, and, and she's she's remained in in the series since. So um, it's what's particularly good is that the first episode is as a flashback to um, the whole pandemic starting. And it's all about what the government were doing. So you get all this stuff in a government bunker and you get the whole... You hear London crashing, as it were, and there's helicopters and riots. And it's a very... I had to do some very different styles of music for it. I, I, I really enjoyed working on this. It's Absolutely Survivors lovely. is one of those pieces, I think. I mean, I, I, I always stick up for it because I, I love it so much. But um, the audio... As as I always say, and I'm sure you think the same, you can you can go a lot deeper into things with audio drama than you can with television. And I think all of the survivors stuff uh, is is so perfectly uh, written uh, that that you it's just got this level of almost a level of detail in post apocalyptic world that you don't normally get, and it's frightening. I find I yeah. find that when I work on the survivors. Uh, episodes I do sound design for them um, I they, they actually do give me nightmares I'm not joking it's a regular well, no, thing that's I feel funny saying it's brilliant and everything because there are and I've probably said this in other podcasts I know I've said it that there are moments when I literally have to stop working on it because I'm in tears it's very that heavy in the last series the one after this there was a moment that when I got to it and I was trying to compose some music for it I <laughs> sound like such a wimp but I burst into tears 
there was a an, have I told you this that I was working on it another episode of it and I was at the table with my wife and she was just on the other corner doing something and I was listening on headphones so she couldn't hear it and I started doing music it was the sequence when a character was killed and um I started to cry very quietly and she looked up and said are you crying <laughs> you big wuss and I said it's really moving she's like oh my god <laughs> <laughs> Um, but, uh, but my uh, wife I've, is largely uh, immune to entertainment <laughs> of all kinds, you know. <laughs> well, I think as well with Survivors, it's a journey, uh, more 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 of an intimate journey than than other things because there's not a lot of actual people in this world because it's the the actual main big plot to Survivors is that a virus uh, has wiped out a vast majority uh, of of the population of planet earth mm-hmm. and so and these are you know it's these are slow paced real time stories you you feel like you're living breathing uh you know with the characters you oh, the, the acting is so good oh, and the writing i and i, I love brilliant. it to bits i absolutely love it and we haven't played the trailer yeah we should play the trailer listened. here's here's the trailer for survivors uh, series 4 is it it is yeah, yeah series okay, 4 here we can welcome My name is Theo. We are fortunate to have found each other. All of us. A community of like minds. We must look upon it as an opportunity to absolve, evolve, reconnect with Gaia. Coming soon from Big Finish Productions. Molly had a note passed under her door during the night. I hope your burns are healing and lucky is on the mend. You are in danger here. Take care. I mean you no more harm, but I have seen things. May God protect you. Already there is unease. This ease. Disease. Sickness. Feel it in our midst. I had it. I had the death, but... You survived. I did. I'm a mess. No. You're a survivor. Books. Buildings, laboratories, we have so little left. There's always something to salvage. Well, if you feel the need to run, Greg, then run. Stop! What are you doing? Whatever you've done! You, you, stop it! Stop it! Leave him alone! Survivors. Series 4. There we are. That was the trailer. I think... I think basically we've thoroughly recommended it. Absolutely, but there again, you wouldn't expect us to say this is rubbish. Well, I, I would say, I would say no. I would say that um, don't bother with survivors. Obviously, it's it's a different, a whole new uh, series, as it were. It's a different, a different franchise. Can I use the word franchise? I know you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a different franchise, but don't be afraid to dip in because it's although it's different. It's there's a whole. Uh, world to explore I and mean, we're on now the yeah, um, we're on the sixth series yeah well you're working on the sixth at the moment you? so I'll be getting that well you've sent me one episode of it but yeah I, I mean the thing is even though there is backstory and there are continuing threads you could dip in at any moment because everything you need for for understanding it so don't be frightened to dip in with one of the later ones or start from the beginning I think that one of the Survivors episodes is still available in Big Finish for free. Yes, it? it's the first episode the of, very first of, of episode. the whole thing. And if you, and if you, you know, obviously I, with anything I would recommend you dive in from the start. But uh, if you decided to dive in, for example, with Series 4, 
um, you the good thing is you have the opening episode for a lot of these box sets which is set at the time like we said at the time of of what they call the death so the start of the uh the the infection as it were so you you still get an idea of what's going on and then when it shoots in you don't feel lost as it were yeah yes that's good well anyway the episode one is called revelation and that is available for free from the big finish for free. It's got it's got range. Terry Malloy in it as well, hasn't it? It has. Well, so so is this series that we're talking about now because he there is there is little flashback to that. Well, not a flashback because of course they they go back to the very beginning in the first episode of the fourth series. So he still features in it, and there's a nice little thing about his character. Anyway, look there we are. There we are. We're loving it. We're saying you should go and get it if you haven't. Abs- absolutely, <laughs> we're, we're dreadfully proud of it. We've committed the sin of pride. We ha- we have it's 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 and it's nice because me and Nick we we don't we don't always work on the same production together. Well, we always do because Nick's Nick's the exec producer. But, but I, th- yeah, this is but a rare opportunity where you have got both of both of your podcast hosts uh, working on one project. So yeah, have a listen. So thank you very much, Ranners. You're an absolute. Uh, gem for bringing up such wonderful things and for that reason alone um, I'm actually not going to do my usual thing and say I'm sending you off to Timbuktu I'm going to merely sit you in a corner give you an easter egg pat you on on, on I imagine you've got a metal head and because it's a sort of machine and, and say well done well done slightly patronisingly yeah slightly ever so slightly because I have I have to sort of you know, make, make you know that you know you are, you know, you've still got to do work next week. Don't don't think you're so good you can slack. Uh, <laughs> well, I'm just saying, you know, you never know with machines. You never know. It's like a printer. Once you start rewarding a computer printer, yeah. um, you, you know the next week it's going to be firing paper at you. Like, like Oh, well, you just know that printers, I mean, they, they forget who they are, don't they? Yeah, they, they when do. when you're in a hurry. If you're just zipping out the door and you think, I must just quickly print this <laughs> off before I go, suddenly the printer goes, no, oh, sorry, don't understand what data is and paper. No, I've not got... You've got loads of paper. I've just put a ream in you. No, yeah, got, no, no. there's no paper. Sorry. Oh, it's everything's fine. I'm out of ink. I'm out, yeah, I'm out of ink. Or, or everything's fine. Oh, actually, I remember that... that, that printing job you wanted me to do four weeks ago i'm just going to print the same thing five times <laughs> just want my microphone over laughing so much sorry about that first i change and take a shower i trust captain scarlet you will not insist on accompanying me well i uh... I'll wait here. We shall take revenge for your attack on our Martian city. So as the podcast careers of a futuristic motorway bursting into flames and as it careers down an embankment condemning its occupants to a fiery death from which they'll be revived by a mysterious Mr. On, Here's Nick with a roundup of the latest Big Finish audios that you might like to listen to. So please, Nick, take it away. S-I-G. I feel I have to apologise. That One of the reasons Benji had such <laughs> trouble reading that out is that I typed it so badly. <laughs> it's so full of mistakes and he's desperately trying to... I actually put the Mr. Sun. <laughs> so anyway, 
Spectrum is green. Doctor Who Short Trips presents the Jago and Lightfoot Revival Act 2. Trevor Baxter and Christopher Benjamin perform an encounter with a new Doctor. Dan Dare, Volume 2. The pilot of the future returns to Earth, only to find that robots have taken over and the Mekon <laughs> is lurking. Philip Hinchcliffe presents another tale from the fourth Doctor era starring Tom Baker and Louise Jameson, a story conceived by former Doctor Who producer Philip Hinchcliffe and written by one of our very best writers, Mark Platt. It's the Helm of Awe and there be Vikings! Fifth Doctor Peter Davison stars in a vinyl re-release of a Big Finish classic. Also from the pen of Mark Platt, this is a genesis of the Cybermen story. Yeah, yeah. Spare parts. Spare parts. Don't miss this limited edition. There are only 500 of them and they are all flying off the shelves. Go, go, go. And don't forget, if you're after some sneaky freebies, you can still download Dan Dare Operation Saturn and the Omega Factor from beyond for free for free that's it that's it freebies uh vinyls you name it it's in there so get on it folks because it might not be free forever uh so yeah nick is, is that it for the week uh, the Omino The Omino Factor is on its way, so it only remains for you to summarise the podcast so that I can copy down what you say and put it in the on the Big Finish site. So fire away, old chap! Rock and roll. Okay then, so let's go right from the top, and it's going to be dum 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 da 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 dum. Captain Scarlet and the Mistrons. Uh, then we moved on into the Omega Factor. Then we w- talked about printers and kazoos and cajons. Um, I'm going to say Cajon three times, Cajon, because uh, I want to see how you spell it. Yeah, um, how do you spell it? <laughs> well, that's for you to find out. Oh, I'll have to Google it. <laughs> um, Brian Blessed in a library. Uh, <laughs> uh, Torchwood, Vikings, uh, and Printers. Uh, and S-I-G. You mentioned Printers. Uh, well, you are mentioning it again. <laughs> You'll have to jolly well put it in again. Uh, oh, so, so there and Omega Factor, of course. So You've mentioned that already. Well, that's because it's brilliant. Repetition. <laughs> there we go. That's what I'm summing it up as. Uh, basically, uh, an, an incoherent bunch of words with repeated many times. So that, that's 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 the summary of of the podcast. But uh, well, thank you. Well, so it's well t- thank you. <laughs> it's time for us to say goodbye. Goodbye. And now here's the first fifteen minutes. The first fifteen minutes of the Omega Factors Series Two Somnum Septinernum. I've never been able to say that. Somnum. Somnum Septit. Hold on, let me uh, hold on. It's, it's page. Somnum it's broken on two sides. Hold on, let me just uh, move this down. It's the fir- I, I did ask why it was called that, and Somnum's, no one seemed to know. Somnum sepiternum. Somnum sepiternum. Somnum sepiternum. Somnum sepiternum. What does it mean, though? I don't know. I can imagine it's sort of like some. Like I can imagine monks going, you know, Somnum sepiternum. Omega factor. It sounds like Morrissey. Yes, you do. The Omega what Factor Series Two. Somnum Sepiternum. Yes, you should look it up. Somnum Sepiternum. So numinum. You thought this podcast was over, but no. You thought it was over, but no. S I G. Sleep forever is what it means.
Still stuck in the constituency office, I'm afraid. Just a sec, Carol. Sorry, Liz. Look, I'll take all of Saturday off. I promise this time. Okay? Kiss Ben goodnight for me. Carol? Sorry, I didn't realise you were on the phone. That's okay. Proffering my excuses to Liz. I'm just off. Of course. One of us should have a home life, eh? I'll see you out. Could do with a coffee. Oh, Carol, about the girl. Girl? The one hanging round all day, new intern or something. It's fine to have her, of course. It's just she sort of, well, she kept staring at me. There's no new intern, Mr. Barnes. The young girl, dark hair, red top. No, no one like that in the office. Oh. Oh, what now? Well, never mind, Carol. Uh, But if you do see her... Ask her to leave. Night, then. Yeah, night. Trevor Barnes speaking. What? Oh, very funny. I'm hanging up. Bloody nuisance calls. Right, coffee. Just instant. Are we animals? for you. Who's that? Oh, you. Hello, Trevor Barnes, MP. Who are you? Someone who knows who you are. What? Why have you been hanging around all day? What's going on? Unnatural, isn't it? Like you. How are you? I know what you've done, Trevor Barnes. What you do. What are you talking about? The children. I've seen evidence. Is this a joke? Well-equipped kitchen. This knife looks sharp. How are you doing that? Someone could get cut. Ah! All right. Stay back. I've got the knife now. Have you? Really? No, no. It's... How are you, how are you making it? Be safe from me now. I, I can't stop it. Please. Mission accomplished.
Oh, there's chaos around here. Whoa! Sorry! This place is a death trap. Uh, excuse me, uh, do you know where Dr. Reynolds' new office is? If that's all, Mr. Doyle? Yes, very well. All the best with the refurbishments, Dr. Reynolds. Oh, I'm just enjoying being properly funded. So long as any expenditure is fully justified. Of course. Until next month, then. Hmm. You know, speaking frankly, Anne... Oh, please. There does remain some understandable scepticism surrounding Department 7's work. Not least from you, it seems. So I'm sure these monthly reviews will be a highlight in both our calendars. Hmm. What the... What on earth's going... Adam? Oh, and... uh, Sorry. My fault. Yeah, it was. I came round the corner and we... You walked straight into me. Mr Dean? Doyle. Oh, God. Not quite. That would be the PM. What got smashed? New lab condensers. Well, I must be off. Good luck with keeping on top of that expenditure. Hello? Doyle here. Wait, what? Slow down. That didn't sound like good news. Adam, in here. Okay. And you? Yeah? Just... Oh, get this cleared up. Well? You're giving me that glare. Reminds me of my old head mistress. Adam Dean. Extraordinary psychic powers, but can't manage to look where he's going. It was an accident. I've just had a long meeting with James Bloody Doyle, where I've had to defend every penny the department is spending. Then you smash everything up right under his nose. I was looking for you. Haven't seen you in days. In case you hadn't noticed, there's a lot going on. Oh, I noticed. The place is in chaos. Please. It's just a few renovations, new lab equipment, so long as it survives you. And what about us? Our work... I agreed to stay at Department 7 on the understanding... Adam, we've had this conversation. We'll study your abilities, I promise. When? Soon. Yes? Um, sorry to interrupt, Dr Reynolds. Where do you want the new encephalogram? Anne. Oh, I'm sorry, Adam. I have to see to this. Anne! I need to take her reading, sir. You're avoiding the question, Dr. Wilde. I'm not. We're worried about her mental fragility. She's been successful so far. Very successful. But if there's any danger of a mistake, of failure... There isn't. I wouldn't risk it. Mm. You see this as a chance to redeem yourself after the disaster at the Solstice Centre. That wasn't my fault. No? Perhaps not. If you really thought it was, you wouldn't have given me responsibility here at Homeforth. After all, you're building on years of my work. Indeed. A project you lost control of. So apparently it can happen to the best of us. Hold on. Dr. Wyatt? Strange. What is? Some blips in her brain activity. No, it's nothing. She's just dipping into the wrong sleep state. I'll tweak her drugs, if you let me get off the phone. Very well, but... Keep me up to date, Dr. Wyatt. Of course. Our plans... Cannot fail. I know Dr. Banks. And they won't. Look at all this. New office, with your big chair, and your 
Adam, what are you doing? I'm waiting for you. We were in the middle of a conversation. I thought we'd finished, but I meant, what are you doing with those papers? Just tidying. Oh, Adam. Uh, sorry, accident prone today. Get your encephalogram sorted. Yes, thank you. Just, just liked it when you had more time. I like it now I've got more budget. Oh, look, Adam, you're still a priority. Of course you... Perfect timing. I have to get that. I know. Anne Reynolds. Dr Reynolds. Mr Doyle? You just left. Are we instituting hourly reviews now? I need your assistance. Assistance? I'm on my way just south of the border. I'll text the address. Address? What's this about? I'll know more when you arrive. Tell me now. Why the mystery? I thought mystery was exactly your department. Bring Mr. Dean to... Mr. Doyle, I... oh, He hung up. What was that about? Ah, that's the address. Come on. We're going somewhere? Apparently. You should be happy, Adam. Time with me. Sh- sure, but doing what? Anne! Please Got in my phone map. Yeah, another few minutes. What was that? What? Uh, on the radio. Turn it on. Details to give. In the last few minutes, however, it has been officially confirmed that Trevor Barnes, MP for Norwich and Huttenden, was found dead here at his constituency office. Norwich? That's I know. No sh- cause of death has yet been released. A few minutes ago, we heard from party spokesman Edward Milton. This obviously comes as a complete shock. And all I can do at present is express our deep grief at the loss of a very talented, very dedicated public servant. I'm sure you'll appreciate the police need to conduct their investigation, and we need to give them the space to do that. In the meantime, our thoughts and prayers are with Trevor's wife, Liz, and his young son, Why would you turn it off? Because it doesn't matter. What? We're about to find out for ourselves. Look. Whoa. Take back what I said about Department 7. What? This is chaos. It's a crime scene, Adam. Right. Used to them, are you? Not really. My work's usually more in the shadows. So where do we go? Um, Ah, look. Inside the police cordon. Doyle. You came across very well, Edward. Thank you. Anthony would be proud. Ah, my colleagues. Dr Reynolds? You'll let me have more information when you can. Of course. Constable? Sir? Let those two through. Of course. Duck under the tape, please. Thank you. This is Edward Milton. Edward, Dr Reynolds. Hello. How do you do? And Mr Dean. I'm afraid I'm just going, but pleased to meet you both. Here, can you duck under? Thanks. Bye. Adam? Hmm? Something wrong? That bloke. Edward? Right political future. Godfather's a friend of mine. Oh, never mind the old boy network. Why are we here? Not outside. Follow me. 
let me first be clear. You're not here to distract the police with any crackpot theories. I beg your pardon? You're here to advise. Me, in the first instance. I can pass anything of merit on. Nice to feel so valued. If you're worried we'll destroy your carefully groomed reputation, Mr Doyle, why phone me at all? You should see for yourselves. Isn't she a bit young to be in here? What? That girl. No. Wait, she's gone. Mr Dean, could we please stick to the matter in hand? I'd prepare yourselves. It's not pretty. Please, only step where they put the footpads or forensics will have my hide. The bodies... Well... There. Adam, Adam, it's okay. Breathe, breathe. I I did say to prepare yourselves. I thought your background was medical, Mr. Dean. Anatomy classes are a little different to... To a murder victim with his throat slashed. So, this is a murder victim? What? Not suicide. You're joking. No. Trevor Barnes was apparently quite alone when he died. The only fingerprints on that knife are his. But the wounds on his throat are... I'm sorry! I need some air! Oh dear. That was cruel. Bringing him in here. Not as cruel as what happened to Barnes. If this wasn't suicide. What do you want from me? I'm not a pathologist. No. But then the body's only half the story. All right, sir. Fine, yeah, I'm... uh... Been inside, have you? Heard it's a messy one. Moments like this, I wish I smoked. Oh, I wouldn't, sir. My mum had lung cancer. That was messy and all. Uh, sorry. Hey, a girl again. Sir? She was inside. Should she be here? Who? There, by the entrance. Dark hair, red T-shirt. She's looking straight at me. Sir? What the... Bloody thing. Ah. What did you do? Turned it off. There. Hey, she's gone again. Who, sir? The girl! There are two things I haven't mentioned. I'm expecting absolute discretion about both. Of course. One, this isn't our first such suicide. Really? Two weeks ago, someone called Deborah Parker died. Barnes, political advisor. Her death was similar. Violent, but with no signs of forced entry. No indication of anyone else present. An assumed suicide. So first Barnes' advisor, then Barnes? Yes. If this is a serial killer fixed on political targets, we need to act quickly. Hmm. And the second thing? Ah. Well... That's what really places this within Department 7's remit. Go on. 